Welcome to the Lakers Outsiders Podcast. My name is Donnie McHenry. I am joined by my pal, my good friend, Chris Walton, a.k.a. Walt. Walt, how you doing on this fine Monday evening? Hey, man, I'm doing good, man. Just chilling out. Enjoying my Monday. Getting the week started. Shifting through all the nonsense and, you know, just keeping on, keeping on, man. Yeah, we, uh... I uh, got Walt to get on another podcast with me so we can talk about the Los Angeles Lakers, uh, the 0-3 Los Angeles Lakers, to be clear. So let me just like let me just set the stage for everything. Uh, quick little recap of what's happened. Uh, on Sunday, the Lakers lost to the Trailblazers, as I'm sure everyone listening to this knows. Uh, they were leading about by about like seven or eight with just under two minutes left in the game. Um, seemed like they were going to win, honestly. Um, there's a few things that happened in those final two minutes, as well as things that happened before that mark of the game. But most notably and most discussed afterwards, uh, Russ took a mid-range jumper in transition, basically, with around 30 seconds left. Uh, Lakers were up by one. It bricked. Everyone's seen the video. I don't even really need to say this. Everyone and their mothers talked about this. If you're listening to this, it's, it's Tuesday. Everyone talked about this on Monday. Everyone. National podcast, Lakers podcast, everything, everything, everyone. Uh, well, what I want to talk about, and I feel like you're, if not on the same page as me, somewhat close to being on the same page as me. If not, who knows? We'll see. Um, I feel like we're all way too focused on Russell Westbrook, and that's coming from me, who I really personally can't really stand him and I can't stand watching him on the Lakers but I just feel like this has got I was thinking it was getting a little too out of control after the Clippers game and now it's just full blown off the rails um so with basically like a whole 24 hours and some change to kind of think about it just like start us off with give me your I don't know overall thoughts on the state of this team right now and like the state of the dialogue surrounding them because it's it's getting gross. Man, you know, my whole thought process is the team, you know, it is what it is. What we thought about the team when they put it together in terms of not really having the necessary chemistry that you got established to be like a serious team um, in the NBA, they haven't got that together yet. And granted, it's three games, so, you know, not every team does that. But you got to have some – some kind of semblance of togetherness to, you know, stay on the same page defensively, offensively, with the coach, um, understanding each other as far as the little things you do on the court, passing the ball, getting people in their spots, yada, yada, yada. Um, but it's it's crazy, man. <laughs> the fashion in which they've lost their games is – it just blows your mind. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know what they expected. They've got, given like how they came. I don't out. know what they expected either. I mean, I will say just their three point shooting. I think in the second half it kind of, I think it kind of started the like progression to the mean because mm-hmm. I mean obviously they had record breaking, or I guess record setting is probably the better word. Uh, terrible three point shooting through the first two games. First half of the Trailblazers game was the same old, same old. I think they went like, I know they were like one for 15 at one point. 
Uh, and then I think in that third quarter, they made like three threes. I can't remember what they did in the fourth quarter because the fourth quarter just became, you know, the train wreck towards the end. That was the story. But I, like, I don't know. This whole, like, I mean, it's just crazy. Like, in addition to us saying this team has no three point shooting, LeBron, AD, and Russ don't fit together. In addition to like those things, being confirmed so early in this season. It's also been confirmed that this is like such a toxic and untenable situation. Like I just can't get over. I'm surprised there hasn't been any videos of fans yelling at Russ after Sunday's game, but there was that one video of some stupid fan yelling at him at the tunnel. I don't even know. Yeah. After the Clippers game. And then we have like, like ESPN LA, like essentially tweeting, like very just bullying, but essentially just bullying him. Not even like really talking about stats, just like straight up bullying him. It's just like so bad. And that's just another thing that we all knew was going to happen. And here it is happening right in front of our faces. I don't really understand why after everything that we kind of expected would happen, including Russ's poor play, like including his poor shooting, um and all that like i don't understand why it's now again just like russell westbrook sucks i hate him yada 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 you know because right. they don't have to like who are the it. like like who are the here's something that's just like really eat at me like who are the most powerful people in the lakers organization oh lebron no i joke. uh but the most powerful uh, people, he <laughs> I was gonna say LeBron. He's in it. Yeah, he he got his hand in it. Um, but then you got you got Jeannie. Whether she, you know, she kind of says, "Well, I'm hands off with basketball decisions." You can't be hands off. You can't be hands off. She, I mean, no, she she's she's on video. We we got her in 4K. Yeah. We got her in 4K saying she's got the final decision on, you know, these big personnel decisions, which is, and that's totally fair. Every. Basically, every like I'm assuming every NBA owner does, especially when it involves such massive assets, you know, going somewhere else. But continue, Genie, Rob, um, you got to include the well. I don't really know the. I I can't tell the extent that the Rambai got like handprints on like actual basketball right, stuff. I can't, I can't say that. <laughs> say that, excuse me. I, I put I put the Rambuses under just like in the same group as like Palinka and like Genie. But yeah, like Genie, Rob, LeBron, and then like A D and Rich Paul. Like I think those are the most powerful people in this Lakers organization. Like where the hell is Russell Westbrook on that totem ball? I think I think this is gonna be my little like hot take. I think Lonnie Walker has more say in, in this damn organization <laughs> than Russell Westbrook. Seriously, like he's clutch, he's clutched up. He probably does have more say in like this stuff than Russell Westbrook does. And like we're gonna like we're gonna attack the guy who, sure, yeah, he did a really stupid thing late in the game and shot a really stupid shot that he bricked. Like it was surprising in the moment, but then like after I was like, yeah, man, like this, this literally like it felt like a replay of a game, an end of a game from last season. And 
like I just don't really get the such the huge attack on him when like it was reported it was a mutually wanted by the Russ and the Lakers for him for them to part ways and I know that you know why I know that because it was essentially confirmed by the agent himself that Russ essentially parted waves with his agent because his agent wanted to work it out with the Lakers like Russ doesn't want to be here so like this whole we're gonna wait 20 games thing and you know I it seems like Palinka's the spearhead on that and I'm sure Jeannie's got something to do with that I don't know about LeBron but like everyone should have seen this coming everyone everyone with a brain should have seen this coming and I think we should be like looking at these people who are most powerful like last season sure attack Russ Russ wanted Russ wanted to come. He had a little wine dinner with LeBron and AD. He knew what he was getting himself into. They should have known that they were a bad fit together. Like, yeah, last year was the time to like be like, Russ, what the hell are you doing? Now I don't really see why it's not, like why we shouldn't be directing our ire towards Palenka, Genie, LeBron, and, you know, the most powerful people in the organization. 100%. Because it's like, y'all... You under you know what was gonna come of all this, yet you still you, you kind of feed us all of these things, um. So that way, I guess we can just let them just run run them up, <laughs> like the whole. Oh yeah, fans are gonna go cuckoo for Russ. Like man, <laughs> you know you've watched this man like ten plus years now. You know what the experience is like. Like this is the job of people who in your organization to scout people to you know dig deep into what wherever they come from, um, know their tendencies, understand what make them tick. Like I'm imagining this is what NBA teams do, unless you didn't do it and you just saw dollar signs because you thought you know when he came it might keep you in the prom keep you at or take you to the promised land. Um, but I, I don't know, man. This is this is insane. Insanity is what it is, McHenry. <laughs> it's it's just crazy. And like I don't know. And like I don't know. I feel like people are gonna be like, oh, like, don't put like LeBron in there. Like, this is all Rob Palenka. Like, no, nah. Like if LeBron's so damn powerful and whatever, and if he's Le GM <laughs> as as me and everyone likes to call him, like if he actually cares and like start flexing that muscle, dude, start like putting some pressure on Palinka. Like it just kind of like, it just really rubs me the wrong way that, you know, LeBron got an extension this summer. Rob Palinka got an extension this summer. Those two and Jeannie, like they're always playing to the crowd. Like, Oh, like the Lakers brand. We're here to do everything for the Lakers. LeBron's like, man, I love being a Laker. I'm a freaking Laker, man. And Rob Palenka's just like, oh, we're like, we're here to make the best decisions for the Lakers to get them to championship contention. Like, if this stuff goes on for not even, not even for 20 games, if this stuff goes on for another week, just you might as well just like kiss the idea of a championship goodbye. Like, seriously, like, I don't know. I'm, I guess I'll kind of go to here. I'm of the opinion that they, before the season, I thought it was kind of foolish to think about them sending Russ home or just him, you know, kind of doing the John Wall thing. He's on the on the salary, but he's chilling at home. Mm-hmm. 
kind of think it needs to be done right now. If they're not going to do a trade in the next week or so, I feel like they need to get them out of there. And I don't know. I'll let you speak, but I'm of the opinion that things would probably improve if they send them home. Yeah, I agree, man. And my whole thing is, like, I'm just – I'm over, like, the whole trying to sell people. Oh, yeah, we're all about championships. Man, every year you're not all about championships, and that's okay. That's okay to not be about championships every year. In my opinion. You know what I mean? And I know you got LeBron and AD, but we can see we can see them. We can see what's behind them. We know this is not a contender. We know even if they play to the best of their abilities that looking at these other teams with chemistry and they're doing things the right way. And I ain't even talking about like morally. I'm talking about like things that make sense, smart stuff. Mm-hmm. They're doing things the right way. We're doing things the wrong way, like the wrong way. Like there's no – They've, they've done, they've, I swear, every single day since they won the championship, they've made, they've made worse and worse decisions every single day. Like just a very, very steady decline. And like, including like just this decision to wait 20 games to like possibly trade him. I think it's, I think it's asinine. It's ridiculous. What's what's supposed to change between now and 20 games? They're gonna be ter- They're gonna have a terrible record. Like gar, gar, <laughs> guaranteed, guaranteed bad record. They're not. They're not gonna be like fourteen and six, and then there's gonna, and then like the Indiana Pacers are gonna suck, and then the owner's gonna throw up his hands. Like, fine, we'll just do it for one pick. Here's Buddy Heal and Miles Turner. No. The Pacers will probably have a better record than the Lakers after 20 games. And so what? They're going to wait 20 games. They're going to be like at best, at best, like 8 and 12. I'd say that's maybe, okay, at best 10 and 10. I'll give them that. And then what? They're going to get Buddy Heald and Miles Turner and like just go from there. Like, I guess that sounds like a good idea. But then, like, what happens when Miles Turner and my Buddy Heald are playing extremely heavy minutes in uh, t- on a team that looks like they're starting to build a pretty good defense? Like, you know, I, I don't know. It's just like it's. I think we kind of talked last week that I and I was saying like I kind of see where they're coming from. I do think there's going to be other avenues available to them, but that was before. I saw Russell Westbrook take a mid-range ill-advised jumper and then saw LeBron and Anthony Davis at half court, both putting up their hands and looking at him like, what the hell are you doing? They may have some chemistry for the most part, one through 15, but one through three, the top most paid guys, they despise each other. Well, LeBron and AD love each other, but them as a trio, like there's no way they, those dudes probably go in the locker room and don't say a single word to each other and go home. And then they come in, don't say a single word to each other when they're getting ready. And then they go play. Again. Yeah, it's the it is it, it's exactly the moving in with your your friend, moving in with your best friends. It that's what it is. You like, "Oh, I'm finna move in with mm-hmm. my bestie." You know what I'm saying? We about to be throwing parties, ordering pizza and wings. 
it's it's gonna be the life. But then you realize best you may not watch dishes the the best. Don't unload the uh you know the laundry, and you have to you know hey man can you get your laundry so I can wash? Maybe they're a little late on the rent every now and then. Like you see all these little cracks in the foundation, but that's still your best nah, friend like, though. Yeah, exactly. They're like live with. Here, I'm gonna start bringing back my college days. They're like, yeah, they're three best friends who moved in together. Except uh, AD's like the friend who's like super chill at parties. Might be on a little bit of that zaza, mm-hmm. and like he's chilling, not really talking, doesn't really intervene on stuff. And then you got LeBron and, and Russ, and they're both like the guys who get drunk and then like <laughs> want to fight someone or put a hole in the wall or something. It's not a good. That's not a good trifecta. That's not a good dynamic to have. Like, and then what? They wake up, they wake up hungover, and go go get some breakfast, and like they're all best friends or whatever. But then like once it's back to party time, all the shit starts hitting the fan again. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's just crazy. Like, and oh, like I always like I feel like me and you always like come back to LeBron, but like. Like I said, if he's so powerful, this is like, I never, we always complain about LeBron's passive aggressiveness and his shit behind the scenes. But man, if you're going to do that stuff at any point, why aren't you doing it right now? Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, I told you. I don't get it. I told you, bro. Like, does he, does he truly just not care about winning anymore? No. Cause that's what like, those are the vibes I'm getting. No. And I think that's also the thing that's hurting him as well. Like he, <sighs> I'm not the one to say he somebody gets so, he gets, cares, but I do think it's just like anything else. If you get somewhere, you get to the mountaintop earlier than what you expect. A part of you is a little bit more lax. You don't go as hard. You know what I'm saying? You don't show up as – he shows up early. I ain't going to say that. But for other people, not LeBron specifically, you don't show up as early as you usually would. And then you combine, you compound that with the reality that your your team is not good. You gotta wait like on your team in Russell Westbrook and his contract. Like, is it really worth like going balls to the wall? I think he, I think these three games, he's this the best effort I've seen him put out. Um, mostly since they won a championship. That's just me. Agreed. Outside of the one year when they had the revamp team, he they has he had some really yeah. good moments, but I mean in the totality since they won a championship, him and AD just being senior senior writers, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and like and that's another thing, like, you know, I was talking earlier about like Genie, LeBron, Planka, A D, they're oh like I'm just so sick of the talk, man. All this talk about like the Lakers brand or whatever. Like you guys, like I said, ever since the championship, you guys have whether you, I don't care what your intent is, you've slowly and slowly and slowly sullied the Lakers brand. There is no Lakers brand right now. Everyone, even non-NBA fans, wake up, laugh at the Lakers. Like, laugh. They are embarrassing. It is a joke. So they talk all this about uplifting the franchise or whatever. But And like I said, they're all talk, and they don't do... They were, they're all this talk this summer about like, and I'm not even going to try and like 
start going at Darvin Ham yet. And I probably never will, to be honest. He's new he's new to this shit show, okay? And he's doing all the things right and saying all the things right so far. But like oh. it's like I, I just start getting at a loss for words. Like they don't do the tough stuff. They just don't do it. And honestly, the only person doing the tough stuff right now is AD. AD's playing his freaking ass mm-hmm. off. Like a maniac. I don't think they would even be that like they're I think they're top five in defensive rating right now. They wouldn't be anywhere close to that without AD. Not saying like everyone else isn't putting forth a good effort, but he has been he had what six or seven blocks on yeah. Sunday? He'd been tremendous. And man. some of those were like some of those were like him helping where like he was not supposed to be helping, like at all. So like and I can just see it coming. They're they're gonna go like them going zero and seven, losing these next four games is way more realistic than them being like one or one and six or two and five. Like Nuggets twice, Timberwolves, Pelicans. That should be four losses if they have the same sort of offense coming into it, and if Russ plays heavy minutes and Russ closes the game. So like. Like when are like I just don't know when they're gonna actually do the tough things. Like it's probably time to send Russ home. Like not probably, it is time to send Russ home or make a trade. So like you're telling me LeBron can't just be like, look, Rob, Darwin, Genie. This guy isn't playing on my team anymore. Like just stop it. Like get rid of it. And like why? He won't do why why like why wouldn't he do that? I, I like why wouldn't he do that? I've got no answer. Nothing, man. It's this is uh like what does he like? Do they not want to like hurt his feelings? I thought like we don't care, like what like Darwin Ham said. I thought we don't care about feelings. It's ridiculous, man. Lies, yeah. lies. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's just all talk. All talk. All talk. yeah. All talk. Yeah. They're literally all talk, no bite. It's pathetic. And then it's the. It's very, it's giving, how are you going to say it? I'm not going to say it, but. No, no. It, well, okay, maybe Yeah, because I don't know. The, okay, it's okay. a better word for it, but um, I can just describe it. Again, if you don't do things properly or you don't do things right, people going to hold your feet to the fire. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman or whomever that, you know, run a, run whatever. People are going to just be simply like, hey. Well, this doesn't make sense, especially what Genie and company has to realize is they're trying to, the reasons they're giving for not doing things to make the team better are like rich people problems, like the whole luxury tax thing, the whole, whole well, I want to hold on to these assets because of in the future, I don't want to be without assets. Like, all of these things would be solid decisions to make if historically they did this in the past. You know what I mean? Like, you can't try to – you can't look me in the eye and say, well, I want to say these picks because we need to be able to draft players in 2027, 2029 to build something when we don't have LeBron and AD. It's like, okay, so where was that when you gave away a pick in a trade where I'm I'm sure – they did not have to include a pick in that Russell Westbrook deal. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. 
but I'm I'm like so certain they didn't have to do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what what so that's why I'm like I don't understand like now why are you trying to hoard two picks that you probably going to end up trading anyway because I'm I'm mean you where you are. If you the Lakers and you say, "Well, stars come to us." What you going to think? What you think going to happen when a star want to come to you in 2027 or 2029 or anywhere between or before yep. that time? You got to trade the picks anyway. You have to include them in the mm-hmm. transaction anyway or if you're supposed to be able to do all of these great, you know, things as far as like building the team up. Again, you probably going to have to trade the young player you get anyway to get some immediate help because that's what you've always mm-hmm. done. You've never been a team that like kept a player, developed a player for years and years on end. And if you anticipate you being so bad where you're going to have the number one pick in 27 and 29, <laughs> then like you, that means y'all in trouble. If you can't build a team that should be sustainable between 2022 and 2029, then you, you failed leading the organization. So this kind of like goes into exactly what I was kind of about to say. I don't like, yeah, like you said, you're going to look, you're going to leak to Shams. You're going to leak to Woj and have them say to my face via phone, say to my face via phone that you would rat like you want to wait until maybe you can trade one first round pick instead of two first round picks to ditch him. Because that's the only, those are the only first round picks we can trade this decade. So what the hell do you think you're actually having patience and being calculated? What do you think like that is, what do you, what avenues do you think are being held open with you doing that? Like, here's a newsflash. Y'all are going to have a rebuilding period after this LeBron shit, whether you trade those fir- two first round picks or not. Like, do you not agree? Like, Y'all are going to be like when LeBron either retires or he leaves or his body completely shuts down. Y'all are going to have a rebuilding period, whether you keep these two first round picks or not. So you, so, and like, honestly, then maybe that's it. Maybe they're stupid enough to think that let's hold on these 2027 and 2029 picks, you know, just in case LeBron ends up leaving us at the end of this extension and we have a bad team and you know we like end up having high draft picks and blah, 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 blah. and like or 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 they're thinking oh we can get a big free agent next year with our little bit below max cap space yada 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 and then we'll just sign a bunch of veteran minimum guys like we did last year and this year and then end up with the worst three point shooting percentage through two games in NBA history <laughs> right what do you like? I don't get what like. I just don't get it. Like it doesn't make sense. You don't want to trade. You don't want to trade two for like trade the picks or not. You're gonna have a rebuilding period after this. So why don't you trade the two first round picks? Actually, stop being an embarrassment to the entire sports world, and maybe oh I don't know get the greatest shooter that LeBron's ever played with in a Lakers jersey. Or maybe the best big man that the Lakers ever put alongside AD in that same amount of time, like man, Bruh. like the and I, and I and 
And oh man. All right, let me rant about this stupid report that oh, Shams go for it, bro. uh yeah, Shams put out on Monday, which was straight from the Lakers. It was straight from Rob Palinka. It sounded like I was reading an article written by Rob Palinka at a certain point. And I and once you comment on this after, I'm gonna bring it up and read the words that were exactly from Rob Palinka's mouth. And they're in there talking like, ooh, the Lakers are like really targeting Terry Rozier. Oh, they'd really like to have Josh Richardson from the Spurs. Uh, who cares? <laughs> like, I don't, what's the point of leaking that? Like, what's the point? Y'all need to pony up the picks. Y'all ain't getting any leverage by saying you want Terry Rozier or Josh Richardson. You're just straight up out there doing, using Sham Sharania for PR. Cause that's all they really like. That's all they're actually good about. And they're not even good at that. I, 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 I concede the floor, man. Riddle me this, Donnie. Okay, so they've established that picks are valuable to them, right? They mm-hmm. established that they would like to. In so many words, they said they would like to make sure that once you know the era that we're currently in is over, that they have prospects or again have the assets to field a team or properly rebuild or just have something that is not a bare cupboard. So if all of these things are true, I would think that that's like the mindset that they're going to have even prior to getting to those 27 and 29 picks. So you don't think that it's a priority for you to be a better team now with you owing a pick to New Orleans, which I'm going to knock on lots of wood with the turn of two ankles could very well turn into the most generational player we've seen since the likes of LeBron James, Kevin Durant, and other guys that went into the draft. Like, you are you are dangerously close to gifting that pick to the Pelicans. Your priority should be the, be the yeah. best team that you could possibly be to avoid doing that because – my read from y'all is that y'all want to win your negotiations. Y'all don't want to look foolish in terms of being fleeced. Y'all don't want any teams to look at y'all and be like, ha, look at this. Look what these fools did. Look what they gave up to get this. Like, they don't know what they're doing. If you lose this draft pick and it becomes a Hall of Fame will be too lofty, but becomes like a rotation contributor, whatever, to add to, like, what they already doing in New Orleans. Now you lost the trade. Now it's like highway robbery. Like, now you look like crazy. And you still got a pick swap, which, again, if you keep screwing yourself up like you did this season, you could be in the same situation where you could be like, oh, we got the number – I ain't even going to say the number one pick. We got the number five pick in a deep draft. New Orleans can be like, you know what? Um, I think I want that pick. Let me have that. Now you're getting raw. Like, <laughs> like I don't like. I really like hate. I really do hate just like bitching. Yeah, I do too. Because, <laughs> like, like I but, hate it. I hate it. But and honestly, I don't even feel like I really did this much complaining this summer that I've done this summer and right now as I did. Last season, the worst season in Lakers history, expectations considered. 
Like, I don't think I complained last year as much as I am this summer or right now. Maybe that's recent. Maybe that's recency bias. And I was complaining all the time last year, but I really don't think I did. But that's because this is, this was avoidable. Like if you guys are in the LeBron James business, which you confirmed via extending the man who quote helped bring LeBron here in Rob Palenka. And then you extended the man himself. Like (laughs) forget him giving you a vote of confidence via that you're giving him a vote of confidence via that you gave ad a vote of confidence via his extension that you gave him after the championship season and you're telling me that the best shooter that the factually the best shooter that the lakers could have in their entire time with lebron on the team and buddy heel he's better than danny green he's better than i can't think of another name to mention he's better than all of them Miles Turner, he's leagues better than JaVale McGee, leagues better than Dwight Howard in the championship season, leagues better than Marcus Hall was in the next season, leagues better than what Montrez Harrell was in the next season. And you guys don't want to, and you guys gave up a, a first round pick for Russell Westbrook, in addition to giving away every single good rotation player on the team. But now you're telling me you don't want to trade two first round picks for that. It's insane. They're like, I just can't. And I really like, I've really soured on LeBron in the past year. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sorry. And, 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 well, I won't speak for you, but it is honestly an absolute insult just to the game of basketball that they are going to just sit here and change completely do a 180 on how they feel about draft picks and while doing so, waste another good year of LeBron James, possibly the last good year that we'll get. And who the hell knows how many good seasons we'll get with AD considering how injury injury prone he is. And he is playing some of the basketball I've seen him play since the championship season. And they're straight up going to wait one fourth of a goddamn season to see how things play out and forget one fourth of a season. They waited the entire summer to do this too. And here, this is perfect time, and here's what they're preaching. All right, this is the last paragraph of Sham Sharania's article on Monday, uh, report on Monday, where he kind of talked about, um, I mean, it was literally the same stuff that we've been hearing. Lakers are going to wait 20 games. They're highly interested in Terry Rozier. They're interested in Josh Richardson. So Hornets, Spurs, Pacers, whatever. Here's the last paragraph. For now, the Lakers appear determined to give the current roster a proper sample size of 20 to 25 games and assess their needs. Lakers Vice President of Basketball Operations Rob Palenka is tasked with balancing the team's current state versus the future when using the only two first-round picks eligible to be traded for the remainder of this decade. And for the Lakers, the proper deal will take patience, strategy, internal resolve, and growth. Rob Palenka said that final sentence. There's no, there's no <laughs> way. There's no way Rob Palenka didn't say that final sentence. I feel like if I went back on his quotes, his minimal amount of quotes, mind you, that he's given this year, I would think he might have said that same, <laughs> that same exact sentence, word for word. The proper deal will take patience, strategy, internal resolve, and growth. That's, I know my boy Rob Palenka. That's Mr. Alchemist himself. Am I wrong? Yeah. Like, 
Like, Sham Sharani doesn't start spinning a yarn at the end of an article. Never. <laughs> when he pulled out all the all the the buzzwords, all the please don't ask me any trade question buzzwords that they can find. Literally those those four, those, what is it? One, two, three, four, five, six. Six words at the end. Patience, strategy, internal resolve, and growth. Like, I can picture Rob Plinka sitting back, sitting back with his arms crossed, like in a room with, Kurt Rambus, you know, a real meeting of the basketball minds and just be like, guys, we need to have patience. This is the strategy we need. We need to have internal resolve and then we can have growth. Like, uh, I'm exhausted just impersonating him, honestly. <laughs> Man, this is crazy, bro. <laughs> it's so crazy. Like, uh, like okay, before the pod, we were talking like randomly. It just came up us thinking about uh, LeBron initially signing with the team. I cannot believe. I would have believed that we won a championship. Would have believed that hundred percent. I cannot believe it's gotten to this point. Like I just really can't believe it. Um, and we're three games into the season, and we're having this conversation. We. We're here. Let's go on record right here on this podcast. We will not have this whining conversation between now and 20 games from now. We can have it, or well, 17 games from now. We can have it 17 games from now when inevitably the Lakers are like six and 14. And then the report comes out like, ooh, the Lakers don't know if any trade like makes them championship contenders because that's it's coming. It's totally coming unless they get a backbone. Send this, send Russ home. I was about to call him an idiot. He does not deserve that at this time. They send Russ home, or they bench him, and only and and they play him like he's been playing. They play him like ten minutes a game because that's the type of stuff he's been playing. Kendrick Nunn's already getting a little reduction in his role from his very poor performance in these three games. Russ needs that too, and until I see it, I'm calling it like it is. They're all talk, no bite, nothing. All bark, no bite. All bark, no bite, man. Yeah. All bark, no bite. It's crazy. Well, I don't know. You got you got any other thoughts on the game? Should we shout out anyone who you know end on a positive note? Like, I mean, I I feel positive about basically everyone that we haven't discussed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Troy Brown Jr., man. He came back and shout out. It is amazing what happens when you have NBA average size wings in a rotation and how those players don't have to look like world beaters and things just look normal and you can just do normal lineup stuff. He I mean he had a few stupid plays, honestly. He had two um offensive shots that we're totally not in his wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. He kind of, I think he kind of needed to do them to bail out the offense on like just a kind of a failed possession and they were ugly shots. But like you said, he doesn't even need to really play that well. And I thought he did some decent things on defense, but yeah, just having a six foot six guy with to pair alongside, you know, the six foot seven JTA or whatever, and alongside LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and then a guy like Lonnie Walker. Yeah. That's really it. It's crazy. It's crazy what happens. Um, yeah, no, I'm excited to watch Brown continue playing. And this all really sucks. Like, it really sucks that we have to have this conversation because for 
three and a half quarters on Sunday. Shooting aside, which I do think once Patrick Beverly and Kendrick Nunn get out of this huge slump they're both in, and then everyone, and then I mean, LeBron's in a slump too. Like, LeBron's not going to shoot 28% from three this season. That's just a fact. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I would bet all the money in the world that LeBron's going to shoot above 30% from three. Anyways, actually, maybe I shouldn't say that, but like, you know, I don't even know where I was going. And I'm not, <laughs> and I'm I'm not even gonna act like I knew where yeah, I was going. To you, man. This team, this team has my mind in an absolute pretzel. Like, and you know, you know, or you're in the group chat with me. I was turning into the Joker yes on Sunday. They were, and they were playing decently well. But like, man, when I saw Russ getting up from the bench, and I was like, bro, who is he replacing? Like. And then it's just like, and then like people start coming at Darvin Ham, and it's like you can't get like, like Darvin Ham's allowed at least three games to start, you know, tightening up the leash on Russ. Like, forget that. Like, let's start. Like, let's go to the top. Like, Palinka, LeBron, Genie, you guys are just putting up a big middle finger to the basketball gods, and you've been doing it for a hot minute, and I don't need to hear any of your guys' PR anymore about it. I really don't. It's pathetic, and you're. it's just, they just keep digging a hole. Keep digging, keep digging, keep digging. Man. And I want to watch some good Lakers basketball again, man. And I think That's it's available. Know. Like, I think it's, like, it's, I think it's there. Like, I, I feel like some people were kind of doing the, like, man, this team ain't even good enough for, like, a Buddy Heald and Miles Turner trade to, to change things. I really don't believe that. Like if LeBron and AD are healthy and you know, they've got JTA, they've got Brown, they've got Lonnie Walker, they've got Austin Reeves, they've got Patrick Beverly, they got Buddy Heel, they got Miles Turner. You're telling me that's not going to win a lot of games. <sighs> and then who knows, like who knows if, you know, a championship contender loses a guy who knows. I mean, look, the freaking 76ers are one and three right now. We all, we all thought they were going to be amazing. Like you never know what's what, is going to open up and you guys are going to be in a rebuilding period at some point. You got LeBron and AD right now. Why don't you take, take advantage of it? It's just crazy to me. Crazy thing is they didn't even have to put themselves in the position to even suffer through like a rebuild. They could have just like rolled it out. They could have, they could have, they could have paid everyone. They could have, they could have, you know, LeBron could have ended up leaving and they could have still had a nice base of Kyle Kuzma, KCP, Austin Reeves, Alex Caruso, THT, and AD. Mm-hmm. Like, you're telling me that like that team would win more games than last year's team? Yeah. Easy. You know what they remind me of? Um, that, that one dude, the one dude who was, I don't know if you ever seen that tweet where he was like, it's something like, man. Oh, wait, is it the reap and sow tweet? Yeah, that too. It's about like he's like I've been uh, I grind something about grinding so hard that um if somebody gave him the money, I can't remember, man. It's so funny. It's something about grinding hard and making the grind harder because you know he he just love to grind so much. He don't he don't even care. Don't make it easy for me. Make it harder. Give me some more of that grind. Uh, 
It's crazy. They're so crazy. And okay. Let's just put it on. You got anything else to say? Or let me just try and end on a decent note at least. Yeah, I'm all out, man. I'm, I'm all out too. I, or, you know, you guys can't see us, but I just had my head in my hand. I don't do that too often. Mm-hmm. But we'll end it there. Big old pot of bitching. I'll say it again. I know, and I hate it, and I want to talk basketball, but the game, the end of the game on Sunday, and just like the conversation after, it's really just reached a boiling point, and I really, like, I really think they need to make. They're talking about tough decisions. I think they need to make the toughest decisions of all, and talk to Russ, get him sent home. This is not good for anyone or make a damn trade with the two first round picks. But I do think to quote our good friend, Raj, I think there's a good team in here and I'm hoping they can start surprising us with some wins uh, against like the nuggets or the Timberwolves. Otherwise this is going to get even uglier, but we will try not to have another podcast like this. Cause really we were just talking about the same things that we talked about this summer, but Hey, when the Lakers keep doing the same things, what else are we going to talk about, you know? So, on that note, we'll end the little podcast. Thank you for listening to us. Whine and moan. Uh, Next week, we'll try to have a little bit more positive podcast, more about basketball. We'll see if the Lakers allow it. And, again, thank you very much for listening. Check out stuff on the site. Check out stuff on our Twitter. And me and Walt and maybe Raj, we'll talk to you guys next time.